0: You're listening to the Marnie on the Move podcast live from the Ufos Recovery Lounge pop-up at Ironman World Championships in St. George,
1: Utah. A good friend of mine, Meredith Kessler, would always say, don't take failure to heart or success to your head. Right? So I think as you get better, you learn failure is not failure. It's part of pushing yourself to be the best. And I think um, it's hard in the initial stages. You get really on yourself, but the better you get, you realize the more you're going to fail because the more you're trying to be better than you were yesterday. So there's going to be a point where you're going to not break that yet and or there's going to be a point where you just have a bad day but you know the next day is a day you don't get back so you've got to just throw that out the door and just move on and know it's part of the process so the longer you dwell in that um the more you're restricting yourself from moving forward the next day and it just comes with experience i think and and actually learning like failure is part of this process and and that's when you're going to know you're getting your best i think an olympian said a third should be great of your training. A third should be okay. And a third should be And, and that no, then you know you're in the right place. Right, so right. See, every workout is amazing. Um, it's hard to know in the initial stages of that, but when you get through a bit more, you, if every workout's amazing, you know something might not be right in that plan.
0: That was Felicity Joyce. This is Marnie Salop. Marnie on the Move will feature an eclectic mix of people I know, work with, and think are generally doing cool things. On each episode, I sync up with my guests about life, career, and training, and showcase their expertise and story. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Marnie on the Move podcast here at the Ufos Recovery Lounge pop-up in our studio, our really awesome studio. We are here today with... Felicity Joyce, also known as Flick, from the Octagon Elite Team. Thanks for being here.
1: Thanks for having me. So exciting.
0: So now I, I want to know, where does this this nickname come from, Flick?
1: Uh, Flick was um, came in Australia when I was growing up through high school. Um, I was captain of many sports teams and my um, soccer coach called me Flick. Just as a nickname, I was always just everywhere just flicking around and um and then it just stuck and then my whole life, everyone has called me Flick, um, and apparently there's a TV show called My Friend Flicker about a horse. But I don't want to go there with that one, so I'm I not sure. I think I've watched that. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> on um, Netflix. Yeah, it, it made him uh, think of that anyway. So it just stuck from school sports, and yeah. um, it's carried all the way through my life. So and,
0: and so, how did you get into into triathlon? Because you seem anyway pretty athletic. So yeah. yeah. So
1: I started ultra marathon. Uh, I used to run the hundred miler's. Um, yeah. And then I did school sport: um, soccer, volleyball, touch football for Australia, and then got into the ultra running and used to do the twenty-four hour track runs. Yeah, um, and then I moved to America, and I've always been so intrigued by triathlon and. Everyone in the Bay Area cycles and swims and does triathlon. And so Is that where you
0: live now? I oh, do live in nice. the Bay Area. Yeah. And
1: so um, I organically just fell into um, to the community and then that was the end. It went from there and it went big. So it was great. That's awesome.
0: So do you feel like, you know, from ultra marathoning and from that sport of having yeah. that kind of endurance, that that sort of has empowered you to be successful as a triathlete?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I went one sprint, one Olympic one half, one full Kona. So there's definitely a quick transition into it. And I just loved, um, well, triathlon seems to be such an individual sport. Um, it had a team element to it It right. just, it really does. Um, and as you can see with the elite team, we've, we've come here and, um, you know, you need your training buddies, you need your, um, you know, the team behind you, the sponsors, it just, uh, it just really fell together for me from going from team sports and an endurance background it kind of put it both together yeah and it really coming from australia it was a great it's why i'm six months turned into 12 years here just the community in triathlon is so deep and 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 that's really special about the sport
0: yeah and wh- where are you from in australia
1: uh a little town called port macquarie they just had the port macquarie iron man there last weekend um it's a very sporty town but you know sport to us is kind of just what we grow up with. It's it's, it's more hobby, and yeah. so coming to America, it was a good cultural change in how professional sport is over here. Yeah, uh, from a very young age. So, but I think um, the roots of just being active through my whole childhood um, really plays into keeping that love of what you do once you once it is a bit more professional over here. Um, bringing both together has been been awesome.
0: So, what do you love? Speaking of love, like what do you love the most about this sport?
1: I love how hard it is. Yeah, It's hard. Not everyone can do it. I mean, that's the beautiful thing about it. It challenges you. I think it's a sport that makes you grow as a person. Um, You learn things through this sport that you take into life, um, how to overcome adversity. I think all the people I know that have done really well in triathlon did really well through COVID. I mean, we're used to things going wrong and having to deal with it. So I think it helps you in life. Um, the community you meet, everyone's so driven yet supportive. And I think uh, I just love the challenge. Like you, there's nothing like it. You run a marathon after 112 miles in a 2.4 swim. And when you're first starting, you're just trying to get there. And then you get to this level where you're actually racing the whole thing. And it's, I mean, it's just, you learn so much about yourself and I love that. And every day you're kind of having to rise to something And it's just cool.
0: That's awesome. I think I love that about the sport too. It's like, you just never know what's going to happen and you have to be ready for that. And so every, every race, every training session is always different. Like there's no way to master it, right? Like you're constantly trying to, to get to that place, but that's the fun part, right? Like the trying.
1: Yeah. And that's it. And you can be, the thing with this sport is you can be, you know, in your peakest place and, and Still face challenges, and you can be in a challenge place and rise above it too. So, there's nothing guaranteed in this sport, and yeah. I think that keeps that little spark inside you that what is possible um, that I men run with is really true in this sport. There's always something possible when you start, and it could go either way that's yeah. the, that's the challenge, but um, you know, that little bit of hope. Um, is what I think gets us out of bed every morning, right? Yeah. That, that you're going to have that day of your life. And you mightn't, but when you start, there is that chance. So. I know.
0: It's amazing. It's, and yeah. so how, how many
1: Ironmans have you done? I've done seven. Seven. Do yeah. so This is your distance. Uh, this is my distance. The longer, the better for me. Um, yeah. Definitely um, coming from my background, but also just, you know, again, it's that that challenge, that fight. Um that that place you have to go to I mean it's really a gift if you get to go to that place and, yeah um and I think you know Iron Man just just does that and it's also about yourself a little bit pushing yourself um to be your best and you know you really hope everyone else out there is is, is having a good day too because you know it's challenging for everyone it's not like yeah. you want a good day and you don't want anyone else to have a good day right you really hope all their hard work pays off out there, whether you're racing them or not. So. Yeah.
0: Like when you see someone struggling on the course, you're like, yeah. you want to help them, even though you're doing your
1: race, right. Exactly. But you just, you
0: feel like you can feel their pain. Yeah. Cause
1: we've all been there. Yeah. And, uh, and also I think just the admiration of your peers, I mean, how good the pros are and, you know, it just keeps you humble and hardworking all the time because some people in this sport are just, Just phenomenal, and and you're always going to have someone better than you, and you're always going to have someone behind you to lift up. So I think you know it's it's just the longer, and there's so much more elements to the longer. Um, it's not like something you can just gut out, right? There's you can't, can't just be...
0: roll. It can't be a weekend warrior. Right.
1: <laughs> and, and so there's a whole dedication to that yeah. as well. That's kind of impressive.
0: Yeah. I love the training. Do you love the training? part? I love, of it? The, yeah, training. You love the training. the I mean, training.
1: you got it. I mean, yeah. I don't think you would last in this sport if you didn't love the training and, yeah. you know, we always, sometimes there's days where you're like, Oh man, and, but you know, I don't think I could live without it now. It's like part of my lifestyle. And, yeah. um, and I would do it, I think, regardless now, because I just love it, yeah.
0: And when you, you know, speaking of loving it and the training, right, you know, everybody has bad training days Mm -hmm. and good training days, so do you have some kind of positive self-talk or mantra that kind of, when you have those challenging times, right, it might not be a bad day, it might just be challenging?
1: Yeah, no, for sure, and I think, you know, um, a good friend of mine, Meredith Kesler, would always say, um don't take success uh no don't take failure to heart or success to your head right so um i think as you get better you learn failure is not failure It's part of pushing yourself to be the best and i think um it's hard in the initial stages you get really on yourself but the better you get you realize the more you're going to fail because the more you're trying to be better than you were yesterday so yeah there's going to be a point where you're going to not break that yet and or there's going to be a point where you just have a bad day but you know the next day is a day you don't get back so you've got to just throw that out the door and just yeah move on keep and going yeah it's part of the process so the longer you dwell in that um the more you're restricting yourself from moving forward the next day and it just comes with experience i think and and actually learning like failure is part of this process and, yeah. and that's when you're going to know you're getting your best i think an olympian said a third should be great of your training a third should be okay and a third should be failure Failure. and, yeah. and that no, then you know you're in the right place right so. like you're doing it right if every workout is amazing um it's hard to know in the initial stages that but when you get through a bit more you if every workout's amazing you know something might not be right in that plan so. yeah
0: i mean i found it challenging to travel and train it's so hard we were in hawaii mm-hmm. and then we came back and i'm training for a 70.3 in June. Right. And, you know, even though we were in Hawaii and I was cycling and running and whatever, it was really hard to stick to my training. I mean, obviously I'm not a professional athlete, but then, you know, just coming back to New York and getting back to the program and then coming back here. And it's like, this is what you guys do all the time. So
1: do you, how do you, how do you do it? Yeah. It's planning. Um, I think planning is huge in this sport and, and I coach as well. And I'm always, I see my athletes and they, they, I'm like this, the best way to do this, make sure that it's not your whole life, right? You've got right. to plan it, you get in, you do your training, and then you go spend time with your family and you do your work, don't dwell it out. Like when you get to the pool, be focused on the pool, right? You've got an hour, you only need an hour or whatever, just get your workout done, be very present and then move on. And I think kind of, I always, the night before I've got my schedule for the next day and training will be a part of that. And I think just time management and when you're traveling, looking ahead at um, facilities and, and just yeah. having a plan, like always have a plan because otherwise your day just gets away from you, especially like these big races. You come, you think you got a week, but next minute's the races here. here. Yeah. Um, and if you don't stay on it and you just, you know get distracted at expos and everything yeah. next minute you're like panicking right like, rice is here i've done nothing totally and so same with travel with training i think definitely um just the the planning of it is the, is critical and then again just getting it done and then getting life done as and, well. Yeah,
0: that's yeah. that's amazing advice. And so you've been here, so when did you guys get here?
1: We got here Tuesday afternoon.
0: So have you been doing a lot of course recon?
1: Yeah, so we did a, we've did. we done some, but also it's that fine line of kind of uh, making sure you're rested, because you come off a big build and then you've got to be rested. So it's a bit of course recon, getting used to the environment here is a lot yeah. different from the Bay Area. Oh, um, totally, So yeah. I kind of wish we had to come out a little bit earlier, but again, life, right? So you, you make the most of it. Uh, we did come out a bit earlier in the year and do a little bit of training um that was great but um we come in tuesday you know and then again to make sure you have the rest period, you plan your your training in the morning, you be efficient about that, and then you make sure you get enough rest. Otherwise the day it's all day and it doesn't have to be. So.
0: so what are some of your favorite parts of the course that you've seen so far that you're looking forward to racing on?
1: Oh man, um it's going to be a beast and I love that. Um Well
0: you're you're in the Bay Area, you've got hills. I know, that's why I love that.
1: <laughs> um so definitely <laughs> the second half of the bike I'm looking forward to because I think that's where the Vaya climb. Uh well gunlock. With the and then the wall and then coming back up Snow Canyon, I think that's gonna just separate the crowd. And yeah. I think that's gonna be whether you 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 know or you don't know. It's, <laughs> like, it's gonna be breaking point for a lot of people. And I think it's so beautiful. I mean, Snow Canyon is its own. Gift And then um, the Gunlock Loop adds a whole other challenge to it. And it's really going to come down to the wind. But, you know, it's just uh, so different to Kona. So it has its own beauty and it's kind of going to just be part of history. So I think um, we might not appreciate it as much as it deserves on the day. It's going to be head down. But um, what I've seen... um, It's beautiful. Yeah. And we're just so lucky to have so many different climates, and beautiful places that we do this in. I mean, yeah, uh, really blessed. Yeah, That's what cool. I
0: love about it. I love traveling to yeah. new places and doing races and exploring, like whether it's a city yeah. or a town, through the race and through triathlon.
1: No, it's, it's, it's so awesome. It's amazing. And the yeah. people you meet, so many new people each time as well. And the community here has been so you know wonderful and supportive and we've you know we had someone on on the team facebook page going anyone need a lift anywhere just call us we'll you know we'll get you wherever you need to go and you know it's it's great and it it's everyone gets behind it but um definitely yeah you see some you just have to be grateful even yeah no matter I, what.
0: And so, tell me a little bit about the Octagon Elite team. How long have you been on it, and what's what's it all about?
1: Well, this is its first year, so um, excited about that to be part of history on that side of things. That's awesome. Um, except for a lot of us have been together during like Timex team uh, was the original, it. and everyone knows about the Timex team, and then it progressed. Um, so there's people I've been on. The te- a team with for teammates for 10 years plus so wow, that's now cool. we've kept it together um with this new team and so there's new people as well come in there but it's kind of nice and exciting to be a part of something that's just starting um and it has the opportunity in years we can look back and you know some young talent coming through and be like oh hey we started an opportunity for them to come through and get sponsored and you know that kind of thing um it's just it's kind of special and having a team uh in an individual sport is huge as well yeah. i mean just seeing them out in the course
0: you need a team you, you need do. a team to do this sport
1: and it's really hard sometimes to find um a genuine support system you know, at a competitive level. And, and we really have developed that in that it's, uh, everyone genuinely wants everyone to be their best. And, you know, um, it's, it's very talented athletes, but also really good humans. So that's really cool. That's
0: awesome. And so let's talk a little bit about after the race Mm -hmm. and your recovery, or I should say active recovery. I know Mm -hmm. we're here at the, at the UFOS recovery lounge. Excellent. And, uh, you know, we're all big fans of Ufos. So yep. how do you integrate Ufos into your training and racing?
1: I mean, they're in every bag I have because as soon as I wear them to the pool or if I get off my bike, it's straight into them. Um, I even wear them around the house. Um, they're just being so comfortable too. Like you want to wear them. It's not yeah. like, oh, I have to wear this for recovery. Oh, great. I have to do that. It's not like an ice bath. It's like a treat. It's like, like a level. massage, right? <laughs> like it's not a have to, it's a want to, which is really- like, really my cool. ufos? it's like when you have a sponsor that's just like you really love their stuff it's yeah. awesome like so we're so privileged to have them and um I had a pair from way back in the day ages ago and I loved them but to have them um it seems like the the products renewed itself it's like just so more in like to be back with them again is is huge and um and it's just a, it's just part of the routine now and so like I say with the planning um it's the same with your gear and it just it's in the back it's part yeah. it's like a poo buoy it's like um you, it's essential to, shoes. Yeah. it's uh and it's just so handy to put them on straight after and it takes zero seconds like it's convenient free like nice recovery and just hassle-free so it's it's just been game changer and they're cool too so that's cool.
0: yeah no and it's, it's great company culture a great team oh, all and those things
1: the people behind them talked at our camp and it was so um you just wanted to be a part of the company because they were so yes believed in their product they weren't marketing they weren't selling something they just believed in what product was and and so that's very reassuring to athletes yes um when you know that's their number one thing not selling you the product and so that was just like something that just drew you to the company right
0: that's amazing yeah all right hope you are enjoying this conversation just jumping in here to give a shout out to today's sponsors inside tracker inside tracker is the ultra personalized nutrition platform that analyzes your blood dna and lifestyle to help you optimize your body from the inside out. It transforms your body's data into meaningful insights and a customized action plan of the science-backed nutrition recommendations you need to optimize your health. Get 20% off today at insidetracker.com slash move or use our code Marnie. I know we're talking about training, but I also want to talk a little bit about health and nutrition (laughs) Um, and I know that Inside Tracker is one of your sponsors. They're one of my sponsors. But yeah. I also have, like, a long relationship with the company and have been using them Correct. for over two years. Yeah. So have you had a chance to do we, your blood work? We yeah. did
1: We did the initial set um, before camp, which was super interesting. As athletes, you're like, oh, I'm great. I'm so healthy. <laughs> yeah, I'm totally. So fit. <laughs> what is this all about? And then you dig a little deeper and you're like wow that's really interesting and right now and and at this level of a world championship it's um it's the little things that make the difference yeah, like and
0: what's your vitamin d or how's your iron right. or ferritin and so
1: just uh digging deeper under the layers has been just an eye-opener for a lot of us i think um where we haven't gone there or what we assume is good yeah might not be and and what could be good could be great right if we change a few things and um especially doing a demanding sport like ours um you know the injury level's high um yeah. so's the burnout level so's over because you're running that fine line um especially at a higher level between being fit and broken and right. um and so just doing all you can which they enable you to, to do a little bit better, um, to stay pushing that envelope has been great. And some and just some health things, you know.
0: Um, right, like their personalized nutrition personalized recommendations.
1: nutrition and just, it's just been an eye-opener, I think, if anything, to how we could do good better.
0: And how are you, so what is your nutrition like these days and what are you doing on race day?
1: My nutrition's very, well... I I love healthy food. I think it's just part of everyone thinks oh you can eat anything you're an I man triathlete, you like train yeah. all the time but uh, quite frankly you know food is medicine and the more cleaner I eat, the better I feel and the better my training and recovery is. So that's always been a big factor. Um, but coming into this week, things will be very plain. Yeah. Um, keep a it lot simple. Of yeah. Hydration. Um, it's going to be very hot and windy, and wind's a huge dehydrator. So keeping up everything like that is really important this week. And, you know, I won't eat out this week, and I'll keep things very plain and simple um, going into the race. And um, then race day, it's going to be. It's going to be, um, actually, I think something new for us athletes. This is going to be a slower course. Like this is going to take us a little longer. Um, and we're used to, you know, five hour bikes or, you know, very fast times. And so I think this, this course will force us, um, if we slip on nutrition or hydration on this course, um, I think it might be a game changer because... So you need
0: to be extra hydrated.
1: Extra hydrated and and keep on top of the fuel. I mean, in the heat, that can be hard. So I think whether you want to or not, it's going to have to come like a, like a, like a drip, like you've got a drip in you and you just got to keep keep going.
0: Yeah. I heard that, um, someone said on the podcast that they have an alarm on their phone that like, or their computer that like beeps every time they have to eat every 15 minutes.
1: Yes. That's great. That's a perfect plan. And I think short frequent um it also keeps your mind going out there yeah every 15 minutes you've got something to think about not how bad your legs feel or you know uh, you've still got 100 miles to go or whatever like you've got okay 15 minutes 15 minutes that's all i needed this 15 minute thing is breaking something up
0: yeah and so i think
1: um anything like that is, is huge in in the longer distances so good job to them.
0: Yeah, no, and and so what's your, what's your plan mentally to get through this? Like, how are you gonna, like, because you, you know, there is gonna, nobody knows what's gonna happen, but we know that it could be windy. Yeah, it could be a lot of things. Yeah, I think
1: (laughs) you have to throw, um, you know, time expectations out a little bit. This is going to be a race of who can move forward. And I think you can't, my my goal is not to get into my head no matter how slow I, I you know, things might get out there because I think anyone that can keep moving forward to the finish line in this race, um, somewhat (laughs) steady, um, is going to have a phenomenal race. And so I think, um, staying out of your head a little bit with the negative talk and just like keep moving forward. It's what you've trained for. Definitely how good that finish line is going to feel and doing this course, um, finishing this course is going to feel amazing no matter matter (laughs) what what happens. And I think... You know, just staying positive through it is huge. And just breaking it down, just, you know, come on, one stroke at a time. You know, you got, you just got to keep moving forward. That's the only goal is to keep moving forward and you'll do really well out there.
0: Yeah. That's great advice. That's great insight. This has been awesome. Thank you. Thanks for being on the podcast.
1: Thanks for having me. It's been a blast.
0: Thanks for tuning in to Marnie on the Move live from the Ufos Recovery Lounge at Ironman World Championships in St. George, Utah. If you like what you hear, leave us a five-star review on Apple, give us five stars on Spotify, and share this episode with your friends on social.